Hello, this is Rafal Davidovich, and welcome to Mitzvah Monday. Today we are covering Mitzvah 12 in the count of the Rambam. This Mitzvah is the first one to generate considerable controversy among the rabbis of the Rambam's time and before and after, who do not count this Mitzvah for reasons that we will explain. But we are following the Rambam's count in this class. So we are going to be learning this now. According to the Rambam, this, there is a mitzvah that is called Not to eat anything on Pesach that has chametz in it. According to the Rambam, this is not the same thing as mitzvah number 19, which we will see later. Mitzvah number 19 is not to eat chametz on Pesach meaning not to eat a piece of bread, for example. That is a mitzvah that comes later. It's just a few verses away from where we are now, but it's mitzvah 19. According to Rambam, mitzvah 12 is not to eat foods that contain chametz as an ingredient. This is not a reference to the well-known idea in halacha of something being nullified or not nullified if there is more than one sixtieth present in the mixture. According to the Rambam, it is not one-sixtieth that we are worried about here, but some general food. Imagine you're eating gefilte fish, and in the gefilte fish you decide to put in uh, breadcrumbs, and you don't use matzah meal, and you use breadcrumbs. Or you have some fish, another dish that is, exists in the times of the Talmud called kutach. Kutach was a f- um, fish breading mixture. So it was perhaps, let's say, 10% breading, and 90% uh, fish and milk. This was the dish that they ate in those days. According to the Rambam, one would not be in violation of the mitzvah not to eat chametz, since a majority of this food is not chametz. But one would still be in violation of this mitzvah, number 12, not to eat something that contains chametz. According to the Rambam, the severe punishment for eating chametz on Pesach, which is called kares, where one's soul is cut off from its source, a rather deep and complex and mysterious consequence for performing some of the worst sins around, that punishment of kares does not exist, is not present if a person violates this mitzvah. However, since it is forbidden, he would get the standard punishment that existed in Torah and in Talmudic times for the violation of an Avera, which would be uh, lashes. However, he would not get kares. But it is part of the general, have nothing to do with chametz on Pesach, family of mitzvos. So, just as we had the prohibition of owning chametz that we discussed last time, mitzvah number 11. And we have the mitzvah of, owning, of eating matzah, which was mitzvah number 10. And then we had before that the mitzvah of nullifying one's ownership of chametz before Pesach, which was mitzvah number 9. So now after 9, 10, and 11, we have mitzvah number 12 that says not to even eat anything that contains chametz. And this applies again both to Jewish men and Jewish women. And according to the Rambam, one would not get kares. According to the Ramban, who was a rabbi who lived shortly after the Rambam, they overlapped, but not geographically. The Ramban says that this is an Avera that does get kares. What do I learn from this? Just to wrap this up over here. I think the point is that chametz is considered so serious 
that the Ramam saw that even if it's not actual chametz, but just something in the dish, then what you are doing is you are introducing time, which is what chametz is after all. Chametz is the product of time into something which should be timeless. And there is a risk when one does that. Think about that in your own lives. There are times where we try to spice up a mitzvah or spice up some Jewish observance by introducing some sort of cool modern style. Now, that doesn't have to be something that is forbidden. For example, there are places this week where people might have as their Friday night dinner on December 24th, they might eat uh, Chinese food. I think it's a rather silly, humorous thing that people end up doing. Now, as long as the food is kosher, there's nothing actually forbidden, and I would never tell anyone that they shouldn't do it. It's a funny thing, and it's lighthearted, but the point I'm making is that whenever one tries to introduce something that is not Jewish into the mix of something that is Jewish, then they need to take it seriously, meaning they need to take, undertake a serious and honest intellectually honest evaluation of whether such a mixture is something that could work. I don't want to say something like that would always be forbidden. I don't want to add thing, prohibitions that the Torah did not list just because I'm trying to make a point over here, but at least it should give one pause. And I think that's why the Rambam included it. That's the idea behind why the Rambam included this as a separate mitzvah in the 613. Wish you all a wonderful day. Thank you for listening.